what in the world is crypto? Huh? It's like if you ask 20 people, you'll get 20 different answers. And I don't know that any of them will be right. It's like asking somebody, can you name the Ten Commandments? Some can, some can't. And they certainly won't be the way they are in the Bible. So what in the world is crypto? So as uh, I was preparing this message, I wanted to give you a pretty good description of crypto. And uh, the place that I found it most uh, easily to understand was from a guy named Dave Ramsey. He's a financial guy. You may or may not know about him. And he explained it in writing and on a short video was really, really pretty good. Crypto is digital currency. So you got me. It's digital currency that you give real money for. And you either get a coin or you get some type of online purchase that you can make, or you can invest it in other crypto. Crypto comes from cryptography, which means to break or make a long or large code. And the type of crypto that are really common is Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ethereum. So those are three of the common ones. And, uh, It's a line of code that's written digitally, stored on computers, and then each time you make a purchase, they put your digital signature on the back of it, and then when you sell it to someone else or trade it for something, they put theirs on it so you can trace it back allegedly through all these different codes and people. And this code is called a blockchain. I'm sure you're all familiar with that. I'm sure you all invest heavily in that. It's not regulated by banks. So it's like when I went to cut my neighbor's grass and I was eight, she'd give me $3. It was a transaction between her and me, but it was legal tender. Now, what if she'd have paid me a head of cabbage and I'd accepted the cabbage, but if the cabbage was bad, who do I go to? I go back to her and she says, the cabbage was good when I gave it to you. Yeah, so I'll tell you, caution, crypto ahead. This this week starts a three-part series on spiritual estate planning. And uh, it's a series that talks not only about some physical estate planning, like investing, because we're going to cover investing today. It's also going to talk about insurance. Next week, I'm going to ask you, are you in good hands? And then the week after that, we're going to talk about inheritance. So this estate planning series is meant to help you understand what type of planning you need to do for your spiritual estate. And like with the crypto, the if you've watched the news lately, it was FTX. 
in cryptocurrency just this last year at the very, very end. This guy named Sam Bateman Freed. He was a guy that had the bushy hair, young guy, wore a T-shirt and shorts to all the corporate meetings. He lost $51 billion and went bankrupt. Now, I'd like to have $51 billion, but what about when you lose it? And as all this was crumbling away with him, allegedly this Bitcoin and, I'm sorry, FTX and this blockchain that can't really be hacked was hacked for like $14 billion. I wonder how that happened. Right? Bitcoin. Another one is a guy named Bernie Madoff. He was a NYSE big guy, had invested billions and billions of dollars, 50 to 60 is what it research bears out. He did a Ponzi scheme where he would take money in and then he would pay off the original investors and keep taking money in. And so it was, it never really came about except the fact that he was handling people's money and squandering it. He lost 50 to $60 billion, went to prison and died and his company went bankrupt. And then early in the 90s, if you'll remember, the big E that stood sideways, Enron. It was two energy companies that merged worth about $60 billion. It seems like everybody's right around 50 or $60 billion. I'm wondering, is that where we need to be? And so this company, Enron, traded at times $2.5 billion a day. Of course, it was mismanaged used by personal, for personal gain, and they're now bankrupt. So the bottom line here is this. Earthly riches, they pass away. But heavenly riches, they're here to stay. You know, you can invest on earthly things, and if you're not careful, they'll go away. But when you begin to invest in spiritual things, they're, they're here to stay. They're here to stay. They're here to stay. They won't go away. Now, I'll tell you that God is not against investing. Matthew 25 is the parable of the talents or the parable of the gold. It depends on what version you look. But when you look at the word, it's a weight or a measure of gold or silver that's paid. And... Um, the servant, uh, I'm sorry, the master was going to go away and he was going to entrust money with his servants. And he gave the first servant five bags of gold or five talents. And he gave the next one two. And then he gave the last one one. And he went away. And when he came back, he wanted an accounting from his servants. And the first servant that he gave five said, look, I, I took your five and I made five. And the master said, man, that's great. You'll be blessed. Come join in my happiness. And the, because you've made this little, I'm going to give you more. And the one that he gave to, he did the same thing. He invested it. And when the master came back, he said, look, master, I, you gave me two and I made two. The master said, good job, great job. Come and join in 
the pleasantries with me. You've done a good job. I've given you a little. I'm going to give you a lot. And, and the last one, he, he got one. And, and he got this one and he buried it in the ground. I immediately think of earthly treasures. He buried it in the ground. And when the, the master came back, the servant says, Look, the one I gave, you gave me, I knew you were a man who took where you weren't supposed to take, and you were a hard man, and I've got your one bag back for you. And he called him a wicked servant because he said, at least what you should have done was put it in the bank so I could have gotten interest. So you see, God is not against investing. He he wants us to do with what he gives us. And when we do with what God gives us and do it well, he gives us more. And he says, join me. Join me. He's also not against being wealthy. The story of Matthew 19 of the rich young man. Uh, This rich young man had all this money, and he came to Jesus and says, what do I need to do to have salvation? And uh, Jesus says to him, well, follow the commandments. He says, which one? And so Jesus talks about some of them. And he ends it with saying, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the man said this. He said, oh, I've done all that. Jesus says, good. If you want to be perfect, take all your money, give it to the poor, and then follow me. And if you do that, you'll have treasures in heaven. The man walked away. He was not able to do that because he was very rich. Jesus talked about the love of money, and he talked about worrying about money. This man couldn't go with Jesus. So he's not against being wealthy. But if you're wealthy, he wants you to give it away. He wants you to give away what you have. He wants you to give of what you have. And that brings us to our story today about investing. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Jesus is talking, and he's talking to his disciples and the crowd that's listening, and he's talking about all the things of getting into the kingdom of heaven. And he says this in verse 19. Do not store for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, where you invest reveals what's really in your heart. You can look at your checkbook and see what's in your heart. You can look at your calendar and see what's in your heart. You can pull up your phone and see what's in your heart. See, if all you invest in are earthly things, you can't take them with you when you're gone. Brian this morning talked about the shaking that's going on in our country and in the earth. You need to be aware. You need to pay attention because your investing now is going to be more important than it ever, ever has been. So if you invest in earthly things, you can't take them with them, then what are treasures in heaven? And why should it matter to me and you? 
Like, what do we do? Well, I'll give you just a few. And, and I want you to think about these as you listen and ponder where is your heart as I ponder where mine is. Are we investing in earthly things? Yeah, it's okay to invest. God said it's okay to invest. He gives an example of investing in the Bible. It's okay to be wealthy. He gives an example of a wealthy man that came to him, and he told him what he had to do. Treasures in heaven. Why should it matter to me? I'll tell you. It's eternal. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they questioned him and said, which is the greatest of all the laws? Which commandment is the greatest? And he says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's a treasure. That's a treasure in heaven. You've got to work hard on some of these investments. You've got to watch them. You've got to move them around if one is going up and going down. You've got to be wise with your investments. It's a hard one. Love your neighbor as yourself. The scriptures in James 1.9 says, Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. You see, that's a treasure that you're investing in heaven. Because if you're not quick to listen, you're slow to listen, and you're fast to speak, and you're fast to anger, that's making a withdrawal. The treasures aren't building up when you do that. He said, be the light of the world. Let your light so shine. That is a treasure in heaven. And if we're not letting our light shine, we're not building up treasures in heaven. Because the light that we have that we can shine on others is the light of Jesus Christ. It's the light of salvation. It's the light of eternal life. He said, be pure in heart. That's a treasure in heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. He did say to make disciples. If we're making disciples, we're making a treasure in heaven. And why should it matter to us? It's a life. When you share the word with, with those around, those that you don't know, come to my church, do this, let me help you here. When somebody calls you on the phone and they need something, making a disciple out of them is a treasure in heaven. Here's some more. Be humble. Be very humble. Another one is to give. Give and it'll come back to you. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Feed. Feed those who need meat. Feed the hungry. Turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. Love your enemies. Don't judge, but forgive. See, the question is, are we building treasures in heaven? Am I? Are you? Another treasure in heaven, if you're wondering, here's like a list. What can I do to build treasures in heaven? It's like, what do I look at and invest in? Can you tell me what to invest in? Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things will be added. It's a treasure. Jesus tells us to go in through the narrow gate. 
Not the wide gate that Brian was talking about this morning. The gate that tells us what we are and what we can be instead of who we are and who we can be in God's eyes. Be salt. Be light. Pray for those who use you. Provide for the widows and the orphans. It's a treasure in heaven. It doesn't go away. Seek righteousness. The, um, my financial guy has told me this. The best time to invest was yesterday. So the best time to be investing in treasures in heaven was yesterday. The next best time is today. Let me ask you this question. How's your portfolio look? Is your portfolio looking strong? Or is it wavering? See, it depends on where you're invested. Are you invested in the kingdom of God? Are you storing up treasures in heaven? Would you like for your earthly portfolio to be in a big bull market and go up 35% this year? Absolutely. How about your treasures in heaven? Are you paying attention to those things that are heaven? This first part of the year, it's a good time to start thinking about your investments, to recalculate your proportions of how you invest your time, yourself, your money, your talents, your heart. Stay focused on God. And the best investment that you can make is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is a relationship that is enduring. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So let me just ask, if you're here today and you could be 99 years old or you could be nine minutes old, are you right with God? Have you made that initial investment? Have you set up a brokerage account so that you can start putting money in your IRA or your 401? So I just ask you, if you're here and you haven't made that decision, like Pastor Ramona said this morning, this is the day. The best day to do it was yesterday. The, the next best day is, is today. And if you haven't been investing in the kingdom of God, if you haven't been laying up treasures in heaven, use this list and just pick a couple of them and start putting them into action. Forgiven, given, loving, being light, being salt. Hallelujah. 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 Next week, we're going to talk about uh, insurance. We're going to see if you're in good hands or not. Hallelujah. 
Dear God, we thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, that you give us hard, clear, concise treasures that we can store up in heaven and that we can start today. God, I ask you to quicken the hearts of those here whose treasures are off balance. If their portfolio is not working, that you'll help them understand what they can start doing now to invest in you. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.